0: Bridge toll, California customer service number.
1: Highway miles to the gallon. Ford Focus.
0: Thailand cave rescue operation.
1: What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels. How
1: old is Ronaldo? What
0: happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement gift? How long before a wedding should I send out? How many games are in the first series? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts for me. We were four
1: years in power.
0: Welcome to our August 2022 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to take a look back on the month and talk about some of the trends behind the biggest movers, shakers, and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and education partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses in their goal to scale organic search traffic. And Tyson has combed through his team's SEO data to help us understand who's making moves Okay, here's our monthly sit-down with the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome to Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast.
1: What's going on, Ben? Always uh, good to chat with you here.
0: It's like the best time of the year, Tyson. I love September. And admittedly, it's like the end of August, but I'm going to round up here. The kids are back in school Football is starting. I'm a big college football fan, big pro football fan. No more pressure of summer vacations. When you got young kids, you end up taking more trips than actually going on vacation. I'm so excited to be doing this episode because it means basically the beginning of the fall. How are you feeling?
1: I mean, I'm with you on all that except for the kids part. I mean, probably enjoy summers a little bit more than you do. But yeah, I mean, also best time of year in the Bay Area. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the fog as much. So obviously, fall is always good.
0: There you go. So it's a happy time of the year. And we're going to talk about some big happy changes in SEO as well. And first and foremost, Tyson, Google's decided they're going to be more helpful with their content. We've got the helpful (laughs) content update, something that we haven't really done a deep dive. We're going to do that very soon. But give us the lay of the land. Do we have any data on the helpful content update?
1: Yeah, I mean, first, right to the point no data yet on this. So we're recording this a little bit before airing, but (laughs) yeah, it's like it was just released. It has an estimated two week rollout time. Obviously you need several data points during that to make any conclusions from it. So I'd say right now, definitely not anything that we can kind of talk to of how that impact is. I do think it's going to be a very interesting one to watch. I don't think... I mean, from my side, I don't think it's going to be one that's going to be like all of a sudden a one-time huge impact. Like I would see it more of having probably a few iterations within the same vein. Naming, I think, is a little funny too. Like (laughs) kind of seems like that's been the purpose of all the core updates.
0: (laughs) No Panda, no Penguin. Helpful content update. I mean, my loser of the month is Google headline here. (laughs) Helpful content update. Just a naming, we need a better marketing team. Google, come on.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, what do you prefer, helpful content or core? Like either, like one at least is a little descriptive. Give me an like animal name. Update. Even HC, there's got to
0: be some. Uh, give me another animal name. There's got to be another animal name called the puffin update, or I don't know. It's just not consistent with their normal nomenclature. I'm not a huge fan, and we don't have a lot of data, so we're just let's just move on. We mentioned it's the you know. End of the summer, beginning of the school year, back to school season? Are we seeing any fluctuations in e commerce?
1: Yes, we have seen some little fluctuations, not as much as the last time we talked about it. Like there was that huge pop of performance in like the Big Ten back in kind of like beginning of June. And so definitely not as much movement, but there was kind of a bit of it. I mean, everyone, like obviously we have to touch on Amazon. Slight softening. So they've actually been a little bit of a decline, but no worries or no signs of like opportunity from them weakening substantially. The interesting one too, a little bit of a separation between Walmart and eBay. They've kind of gone back to this year, fighting it out for the number two and three spot. And we saw them at the beginning of the month being a bit closer. And then Walmart had low single digit, but... You know, nice little jump in one direction. eBay kind of slipped on the other side so that you have some movements. But otherwise, I would say like majority of the top 10 all remained in kind of a similar place as they were.
0: All right. So we're seeing uh, not a huge jump in the top five, a little bit of a battle between two and three. I mentioned it was back to school season. I'm guessing people are buying, I don't know, more laptops or more phones, more technology. Have we seen any fluctuation with any of the, the big technology vendors? Best Buy moving, Google, Apple, also technology vendors. What's going on in that space?
1: Yeah, we haven't seen much movement because, again, like we're not looking at the seasonality of search demand. So just who's capturing that increase. Best Buy relatively flat from it. But there was interesting increase from like Apple's side in comparison to... More similar direct competitors to Apple, not a ton from like the manufacturers, but they had almost 8% growth for the month, biggest happening two weeks ago. Um, So it kind of similar, it followed that pattern and was had like a correlation into like uh, transactional pages. But overall too, it's been a really strong year for Apple from an SEO visibility standpoint. No, like a couple minor setbacks, but... All in all, the progression throughout the years been positive, and this puts them at an all-time high as far as SEO visibility goes.
0: Mentioned before outside of back to school, it's also the beginning of the football season. Talk to me about what's happening in the sports landscape. Are we seeing any impact in SEO related to the start of football season? Baseball is getting close to playoffs. NBA is going to start their season. Let's check in on what's happening with the jocks.
1: Well, I mean, it is that time of year. So definitely was one of the categories I wanted to, to take a look at. And by far the one that had the largest kind of growth in this space was ESPN. They're up a little under 20%, also putting them kind of at an all time high. So I'd say like winner from the sporting space was definitely clear number one in that sense. The other kind of more similar type general sports like Bleacher Report, CBS Sports, et cetera, all those were relatively flat with just a minor kind of downturn.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Give me the the lay of the land here when it comes to the, the different sports media properties. I'm assuming that ESPN is the leader in the clubhouse. And you mentioned Bleacher Report, CBS Sports. Is it in that order? Are those the three biggest sites and, and how do they sort of stack up in terms of their SEO visibility?
1: I mean, that that is the order, like especially for those kind of like pure sports, like a lot of you obviously you have some competition with other more larger media sites that will have like a larger variety of kind of like where they're housing the content. But that would be kind of that order. And ESPN, it's not even not even close. Like it's over twice and double the organic footprint here. So, from the general runs, that one is by far the most significant. In comparing, though, the like leagues in themselves, what's your pick for highest SEO visibility?
0: God, if I had to guess with the leagues, I'd probably guess the NFL. I mean, we're looking primarily in the United States here. Major League Baseball is the American pastime, but I'm fantasy football, the gambling aspect. I'm, I'll, I'll say. The league wide NFL is probably at the top of the list. Am I right?
1: It is. I mean, no surprise. I mean, I was kind of like banking on that, but I was more surprised by number two NBA. No. Oh, really? NBA is significantly less. Like NFL, basically football, baseball, neck, neck. Like they're really close. They're less than 10,000 points off from each other. And then NBA, you're dropping down over 100,000. So significant, significant drop off in that regard.
0: I guess my question for you there, with the NFL and MLB being relatively close to each other, is that an indication of overall interest in the league? Is it site structure? Is it content? What actually drives one league to be more visible in SEO? Because I I don't actually think that Major League Baseball is more popular than the NBA these days.
1: Well, it's a great point and it is true like we're not looking just strictly at search demand but like how much each of these are capturing from an overall search perspective. So like if we wanted to look at them from who what's the the search demand change kind of for it. That one it's it's a bigger separation from like overall like search demand and I was just kind of pulling it up on Google Trends here. But like, yeah, you're four times the size, at least from that perspective. But when we're looking at the SEO visibility or like footprint of it, the MLB is doing a better job at capturing that search demand than the NFL is. And this would be agnostic to the individual teams because obviously they're operating on kind of like a separate domain. So you'd have dallascowboys.com, whatever. So in this sense, I would say MLB is achieving... Almost the same SEO traffic as the NFL, despite having significantly less search volume on their sport or their brand as a whole. NHL or MLS?
0: That's two sports. I know very little about. I'm going NHL.
1: Okay, good. Thank you. I, if, if this was going to be the answer, I was going to be so depressed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a hockey fan, I was going to be really depressed if <laughs> NHL slipped that much farther. Kind of down in the big sports pecking order in the U.S. And yeah, I mean, for the record, they would be 200,000 where NFL getting close to 600,000. So it's still a significant drop, but at least it's not number five.
0: What can I say? The NFL really has uh, our attention and we could see that it is literally two to three times more visible than some of the other major sports leagues. Tyson, let's get down to the meat of it. Give me your winners and losers for this month. Uh, Let's start off with your winners. Who's the big winner this month?
1: Overall winner, I would give it to ESPN. Strong, strong, significant, double-digit growth for the month. Huge separation from the competition, so I'd give it to ESPN.
0: I'm going to go with the NFL. We're seeing uh, the beginning of football. We're all excited. I'm going to beat your co-founder in fantasy football again one more time this year. So very excited about the start of the NFL season. And they're the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to rankings of the different sports leagues. Talk to me about your losers of the month. Tyson, who's your loser of the month?
1: For my loser, I'm going to say MLS hockey still being uh, ahead of it uh, is not a great sign. So I'd have to go with the MLS.
0: You know, I said earlier that my loser of the month is going to be Google. I'm going to change my mind. It's the NBA Unfortunately, they're dramatically behind Major League Baseball in terms of the visibility of their league, which was surprising to me. And we're going to actually bring this conversation into tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the visibility of the NFL teams. So if you're into the sports, join us again tomorrow. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my monthly sit-down with Tyson Stockton, the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io.